Oh, okay, okay. Um, hello and welcome to the Free Before podcast, the podcast where free friends, where the jeans be professional footballers, dashed away children when they all discovered food, have their say on the Premier League. You look shocked there, the ever present coach Kojo. I've been practicing it. Been okay, practicing. okay. That's why, right. that's why it went quite yeah, Last week, last week, you uh, it was a mess. like a for remix. So, you know. Exactly. I'm a professional, you see. I'm a mm. pro- pro- yeah. See, you, you, <laughs> professional is the word you're Thank you very much. You get one, you get what, one whole sentence out, then the, the easy words, they fail you anyway. It's mm. jam-packed podcast, as I mentioned. Yeah, President Coach Kojo, how you doing, sir? I'm, I'm good, man. I'm good. How, how you doing? How you doing? I'm all right. It's a birthday, man. I know. Happy birthday, happy birthday, bro. Happy, happy birthday, birthday, bro. Thank you. <laughs> birthday, Street. Sure. Thank you Come guys on. very much. Like I said, it's jam-packed, and we are joined by Art De Roche. How you doing, sir? Hi, guys. Thanks for having me again. It's been a while, but I'm sure it'll be as an eventful time as it was last time. And, yeah, glad to be on. Glad to be on with the other guys as well. So, yeah, looking forward to it. Darren joins us. Some eyes on the ball. How you doing, sir? I'm good, bro. Um, pleasure to be on. Uh, glad I got the call. Uh, looking forward to the show. There it goes. And Ash joins us for the second time. How you doing, sir? Yeah, good, man. Good to be back. Good to be back. Lots to talk about. Uh, lots to talk about from all of our clubs. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to this, man. Looking forward to it. We're all teams in, in, in represented in this podcast, so I'm making some big moves, I would say. Some 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 good moves. But we'll start with, obviously, the biggest club out of all, all three of us. Arsenal Football Club. I think we'll start there, right? The biggest. You should look, you look like that, but it is you're, what it you're, is. You're man. definitely the biggest in Islington. That, that's for sure. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, yeah. It is exactly. Well, it is what it is. Arsenal, this is transfer talk. Obviously, the probably the major signing uh, to talk about right now is Lokonga and Art. I believe you can, you might uh, have a few things to say on this signing. Yeah, I think, um, first of all, it's, it is very in line with the type of signings that Arsenal have been looking to make this summer in terms of a younger profile that is that has the scope to improve over not just the short term, but the long term as well, which is probably the main thing fans on the whole are encouraged by. But what I'd say encourages encourages me more about Lokonga in particular is that he's not a midfielder that is just going to pass sideways and backwards. We've seen that way too often at Arsenal. Would, uh, would you like to mention Arsenal. some names there? Because I can. It, it, it wasn't me that said it. It, it was not me. <laughs> Somebody said it, but it was not me. <laughs> but um, I think that he's very progressive when he has the ball. He, he likes to have his head up when he receives. The one thing I would say with that is obviously we have to take into account that he's been playing in the Belgian league, which is where he has a lot more space than he would have in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. So whether he's able to do that at the same rate he was doing over the past couple of seasons, we have to wait and see. But one thing I also think is quite good in terms of him is that he was given uh, the captaincy of Anderlecht halfway through last season um, and basically held it until the end of the season. And I think at 21 years old, you don't really see that that often. I think at Anderlecht, you probably do see a bit more. Uh, obviously, Yuri Tielemans is probably the standout from them, but they are a club who traditionally trust their their youth uh, products. And is I that think that... Vincent Company's sorry? manager, right? Yeah, Vincent Company's yeah. manager. So when... Uh, when Arteta's quotes dropped, actually yesterday when the deal was announced, he said that he, he spoke to, well, obviously he had to speak to company to find out what the play was like. But um, obviously they have a relationship from being at Manchester City together. And I think that um, that alongside the footballing abilities of Lukonga and what uh, he will add to Arsenal in their midfield is probably what encourages me more than just the fact that he's young and can still improve and also the fact that he, he is quite versatile and the fact that he can play as both a six and more 
of a box to box midfielder. So yeah, that's probably the the most exciting one so far for Arsenal. Is it, is um, it to be like a like a starter, or is 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 he coming to be kind of a squad player? I think at the start of the season he may start as a squad player just because. He's quite similar to Thomas Partey, not in terms of build, but yeah. just in terms of style of play. And it will also kind of depend on whether Arteta stays with a 4-2-3-1 or if he moves to a 4-3-3. I think with Lukonga, there's probably more scope to go to a 4-3-3 because he can play as a six. Um, so can Partey, obviously. Um, so I, I do think they can actually play together in that kind of system. But... Yeah, I think at the start of the season, it may be one where you're looking to just kind of bed them in slowly. And then once, uh, especially because I think uh, you got to remember Arsenal play <laughs> Chelsea and Man City in their first three games of the season. Um, so whether you want to throw them into that. You, you say that like sure. you're scared, Art, man. It's just six <laughs> points there, no? Well, I mean, you got, I mean... Chelsea did have a fair few players at the Euros, so who knows? But <laughs> that's the reason we'll beat them, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um if if I'm gonna go on record, I'm not gonna say that Arsenal getting six points from, from those games. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think I think um over the course of the season I wouldn't be surprised to see him racking up more t uh, minutes as a as a starter. Um who would who would be in your opinion the best partner for him if it was to be a four two three one? No. Would it be El Nene? Would it be Partey? Would it be whoever else you have there? Well, I don't know. I don't think it's going to stay. So, mm. for you personally, who do you think would be the perfect partner for him if it was supposed to be two in the midfield? I think if it's two, it would have to be Partey. Um, I think Jack it looks like that at the minute. Yeah. And I think with Xhaka as well, the one thing, although obviously everyone knows how much of a divisive player he is in terms of how Arsenal fans view him, but I think him being on the fence, there, on the fence, it seems. <laughs> no, I, I actually I like him quite a bit. Um, oh, okay. I I don't think he's as terrible as people make him out to be. But he's then again, he's definitely. I, yeah, but I don't think he's the best thing since sliced bread. I think <laughs> there is definitely room to improve in terms of that person who plays that role. Um, mm -hmm. But him being the only left-footed midfield player that plays that deep i don't I, i'm not sure if the balance will be the same as it was but again that could be a good thing where Partey maybe drops a bit deeper and then lukonga can have that space to pass and dribble with the ball um I've so heard, yeah i think heard, um, i saw on total football analysis um he's he, he's very good with progressive passing, takes risky passes in, into the forwards rather than sideways and sideways and backwards type of player. Yeah, definitely. I, th I think that's probably the main thing that excites me <laughs> um, when thinking about him in an Arsenal midfield because, yeah, as as kind of alluded to earlier, a lot of the a lot of the passing from midfield in the past two seasons, especially, have been sideways. I think um, last so end of last season, I did like a end of season review. And Arsenal were in the top four for like passing distance, and um, but they dropped down to like something like thirteenth in terms of progressive progressive passing distance. So that's something that I think that he can address. Um, hopefully, he does. And I think that yeah, that's probably one of the main areas that Arsenal needed to address this summer. And thank thankfully, they've done it quite early. After. Koshaka um, had a great Euros. Uh, I think he was one of the best, uh, probably midfielders in the tournament. Um, are you eager to see him go? Because Akehi was saying like he's a polarizing guy, but I I'm with you. Like I questioned him like for a while, but then the more you watch him play, like the guy come, the guy's a good player. Do you guys, know I mean? a good no, passer. He, 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 he was solid at <laughs> the Euros, man. That's what yeah, I'm I saying. Like you, you, you got, you got a glimpse of what Xhaka is. 
that's in a vacuum. He plays very well for Switzerland. I'm on the opposite end uh, to you, Art. But, but is, is that I, because I, is that because he was being utilized right for Switzerland and Arsenal were using his role? How long has he been at Arsenal for? He's been at Arsenal for five so, years. If you're telling me he's not been utilized, utilized correctly at one season out of those five, then you te- you're, you're lying because he's had the opportunities. Yeah, I'm five not, years at Arsenal, I think Wenger didn't utilize him correctly. I don't think neither did Emery. I think the closest we got to a proper Granite Shaka was under Mikel Arteta. And that's not to say that Arsenal performed best when um, Xhaka was playing at his best. Mm-hmm. But it's just Xhaka was most important in the past 18 months. And that's because um, when Arsenal, okay, the way Arteta set up Arsenal, it was basically surrounded around what happens when Shaka has the ball. And I think um, that's something that's quite similar to when he plays for Switzerland. Captain, number 10, he's their main man. And you see that when he has so much time on the ball, he can, he can do a lot with the ball. I, I'm not taking anything away from his, um, his ability in terms of what happens in possession. But then when the game gets a bit more stretched and he has a bit less time, that's when you see the mistakes come in and creep in. And also I think he is a player who's not just about what happens uh, with the ball at his feet in terms of um, he is one of the players who, despite how polarising he is to fans and people who watch the game, he's someone that Arsenal players, Arsenal staff all talk about as someone who leads that dressing room. And that's something as well that I think is taken into consideration. But I do think that maybe it is the right time to part ways and find someone who maybe fits the footballing criteria a bit more and can help Arsenal be a bit more varied in the way they play, if that makes sense. One thing I was going to say is, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but from, from what I saw last season, I thought he was one of your best midfielders, I'll be honest. He had a bit. Yeah. He had a bit of purple patches here and there, but he he went on. I can't, I can't remember what time of the year it was, but there was a period where every game he was just solid. I, I, th- I think he'll be a miss. I think he will. I think he'll be a big miss, depending if you can get the right person into to fill that role. But exactly. I mean, yeah, I think I, I think I think he'll be a miss. Yeah, I think he will definitely. I think people. Um, slightly underestimate how influential he is. So I think the period you were talking about, Ash, was probably post-Christmas. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was when you started to get a bit of um, get a bit of momentum, a couple of wins. Yeah, definitely. And that period. Yeah, so there, there you probably saw him at his best, but then even in that period, you had the, the Burnley game where yeah, yeah, he makes that he makes that mistake he's where he's got that in to... his game in it. He's got that in his game. Yeah, so I think another thing with those moments, they sort of get blown out of proportion at times. Um, but yeah, he will be a mi- miss in terms of what he brings to the side in terms of his specifics. But I do think there's room for Arsenal to improve without him and be a bit more. Um, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, rounded in the way they play. So what's the what's how does Arteta want to set the team up? Do you get what I mean? Because really and truly, it's about does he fit what you want to do? Do you get what I mean in the big picture? And if he does, then why are you going to let him go? Do you get what I mean? As Arsenal fans, um, do you know what Arteta really wants to do, like formation wise? I guess yeah, formation wise. I've, I've uh, we got a journalist. On here. So, no, we got we got you on here. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stay away from my. Uh, Hysterics. I'm gonna go try okay. to stay away from Arteta out stuff, but um, I don't know. It's like I think Arts hit the nail on the head and said, "His thing is, his time's up. It's it's time to part ways with with Granit Xhaka." I mean, if it, if it came down to him not being able to replace him, then it may have been a problem. But it seems like we got his we got his replacement in Lakonga. So, and Partey had a bad season, but I still think he can do what Xhaka does at Arsenal. My question to you are, is who plays the deeper role? Because if you're saying that uh, Lukonga, done one, likes to break the lines, but also has a better passing range, I think he, if he's got the good passing range, that makes him better than Partey. Because Partey is a bit hit and miss, especially in his, in his time at Arsenal. 
Yeah, I, I would probably be more comfortable. Oh, sorry. Wow. <laughs> 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 sorry about that. I would probably be more comfortable with Lakonga at the base. Um, yes, because of the passing range, but also because I think um, being able to be mobile in those areas and knowing where you're going is so important as well. Uh, with Partey, I think he probably can do that. But when when we've seen him, say, dribble upfield last season, it, I don't think everything's been that calculated. Mm. I do think he's a very good player, but I think a lot of that is off instinct as well. So I would probably be more comfortable with him a bit further forward where playing off those in instincts has a bigger reward rather than a bigger risk. And I think that's probably what I would do. I would do, I would play Partey a bit further forward um, and Lakonga at the base. But I, I do think that they can switch over the course of the season, I do think. I mean, it's not just about the midfield. Obviously, we well we can talk about a potential midfielder in uh, James Madison being, I think, a target for Arsenal. But Tavares is also signed as a backup left back to I imagine Kieran So if he gets injured, he can play. He obviously got the goal against the uh, Rangers, so not a bad debut if you if you want to call it call it that. Um, and obviously Ben White is I think he's agreed personal terms. It's just it's just about the fee, which I think is around fifty million, which I don't know. How you feel about that? But yeah, I'm a bit. I, I think he's a, a top player, about. man. Yeah, I think Ben White is a top player. The fee, yeah, I think. The, oh, the, sorry. The, fee, the sorry. fee is not his fault, in it. It's it's one of those. He's English. He's fair enough. He didn't play in the Euros, but he's considered a England international now, major tournament. So you you got to pay the price for these kind of players. And I I think Arsenal. When I'm looking at their chances, I'm looking James Madison, Aaron Ramsdale, Ben White. Are you guys in a homegrown issue problem? Mm, maybe. Yeah, so um, homegrown stuff is playing a role. So when you're looking at the keepers, for instance, um, Aaron Ramsdale and um, Sam Johnston, homegrown, yeah. the homegrown registration is playing a part in those players being targets. And I think when you look at the registration issues Arsenal had <laughs> last summer, which is they were probably the only club in the Premier League that had those issues. Mm. They're, they're going to be wanting to address that. And I think, yeah, the, the homegrown quota is definitely something that's being looked at. Dan Johnson's a top goalkeeper, to be fair. I don't know. I don't know. So, about, I don't know about Aaron Ramsdale. Exactly. Sam Johnson's a very, very good goalkeeper. Yeah, they're not even I in have, the same league. Huh? There's no way you should be saying, oh, you'd rather have Ramsdale over Johnston. Like, no, Ramsdale nah, is pants. Nah, nah, nah. Ramsdale is nah, they're not even miles apart. Miles apart. Well, but but then it depends on what you're you're signing them for. Are they supposed to be direct competition to Leno? Because Leno had a very shaky season last season. Um, so is he now going to be competition? Obviously, you sold um, Emiliano Martinez, who was homegrown. Who was who was homegrown in the other club? And and Bellerin was there for a decade. So exactly. Yeah. So you know that's that's uh, someone that you sold, and he's gone on to. Good things. Green, green pastures. Yeah, green pastures. <laughs> yeah. Aston Villa won the Copa America recently with um, Argentina. He was a hero in the Copa America. Exactly. Was, very, very um, important to their their victory. So, uh, do you think do you think these guys are in for competition? Because Sam Johnston from West Brom, uh, knowing how people will see it, because he comes from West Brom, they'll see that as a backup to Leno. But do you think he could be direct competition to Leno, considering how awkward he was last season? Yeah, I think. Firstly, I'll address the Martinez stuff because <laughs> 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 I, I know that's going to come up again. But uh, when you look at that situation, Martinez was basically in a position where he could demand that first team spot. Um, yeah. Sorry, <clears throat> again. Wow. Sounds <clears throat> <laughs> hitting you differently this season. Like that, bro. Yeah. But yeah, Martinez was basically at a spot where he worked his way to demanding first-team football at Arsenal, or he could just go elsewhere and get it. And Arsenal had two goalkeepers there. They had Burnt Leno, who was their regular number one, and they trusted him. So you can't really blame Martinez for making that decision. Oh, okay, Martin. You can blame maybe Arsenal, but yeah. again, hindsight is a funny thing. Uh, now on to these goalkeepers. I think um, it would probably be 
more backup, but I would be confident that, say, if it was Sam Johnston, for instance, there would be a way to work past Burnt Leno. He, um, he would 100% give Leno a run for his money, 100%. Yeah, because when you look at um, last season, Matt, Matty Ryan, who came in on loan, okay, his debut was because Leno was injured, but Leno then had a very shaky period in around maybe April, I think. And Matty Ryan comes in and plays against Fulham. And I think that's where you see um, no one's basically got a free shot. Mm. Although maybe Shaka did because he played pretty much every <laughs> every every minute. Um, but I, I would say that uh, Leno wouldn't have a free shot in goal just because he is who he is. I think if if the backup goalkeeper did perform well and merit their chance, they would get it. Um, because we've seen that happen with him last season. All right. Yeah. So we, we, we wrap it up with Arsenal there. <laughs> we good. Oh, yeah, I've got Sam Johnston. That's a good point. Big from big run. Sam Johnston was from Man United. So that's a. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. Um, should we go to Spurs then? I mean, if we have to, nah, I'm only joking. Let's go to yeah, Spurs. Give go. Let's give them a go, isn't it? Now, let's, 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 when we talk about transfers, that's obviously there's a, there's a certain massive change at Tottenham right now. Obviously, new manager, Nuno Espirito Santo, gets his chance at the big time uh, with, with Tottenham. Um, what, what, what's, your, what's your thoughts on, on his, his hiring? I, I was against it. I can't lie to you. I was very against it. He was fuming. I was fuming. <laughs> He was like, you know what? Now, now I've come, I've come to, I've come down, I've come down to earth a little bit. But at the time, I was fuming because he was like, I don't even know how far down the pecking order. And from my understanding, Levy didn't want him um, specifically because of his style of football that he played at Wolves. I think that there's this false narrative that he played this very attractive football with Wolves, which is so far from the truth. They were very much sit-back, counter-attacking team, especially in their first season. They got a lot of the big wins. They got a lot of big wins against the bigger teams because, you know, they sat back deep and counter-attacked. Yeah. But when you play the teams further down in the league, when you step up against them, it's like, right, now you have the ball, now show us, now you have to go and break them down with your attacking patterns of play. A lot of the times in that season, Wolves' losses came to teams lower down in the league. And that's because when, when they have possession and they have control of the game, they didn't really have a plan. It was just, it was literally just sit back, counter and, and, and try to win games that way. And I think that's one of the reasons, I mean, Daniel Levy mentioned it a few times in his statements, especially the end of the season one, where he said, we're going to look for a, a head coach, someone that plays attacking free-flowing football. So from that reason, from that, from that comment, I knew Nuno was out of the question. That obviously, Paratici's come in. He's had a completely different um, different outlook to Nuno, and he's convinced Levy to, to 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 give him a go. So it's one of those where he, I'm not happy with it, but I guess I guess what can you do? Is is your mood kind of soured by what happened this season rather than what happened the previous two seasons? Because I I do agree that he, n- he never played an attacking, free flowing, expansive game, but what he did play. Especially with um, Raul Jimenez, um, Doherty, who's reunited with Doherty, um, Adama Traore, it was in a, in a sense exciting to watch. It was very fast paced, heavy. It was a lot of action. Yeah, but well, when they, when and they was, were very successful yeah. at the time, yeah, like, they, they, were, they were very direct, very quick. Yeah, you know they had you know Podence, Neto, um, Matinho was uh, sorry, Neves was was really good the first season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I do hear what you're saying. I do hear what you're saying. Um, but yes, yeah, one of those like, I was I was fuming at the start, like Kojo said, I was fuming. My head was so hot that day when we appointed it. <laughs> I swear to God. Oh my God, I can remember it now. But now, now I've kind of, I've kind of calmed down. I mean, I've seen, I've seen a lot of things. Alistair Gold from Football London did um, did an interview with, um, with my guy Tanganga, um, kind of talking about Nuno, what he's like, you know, what they're what, what they're doing in training and. And I've seen a lot of the training videos that we, you know, the the ones that they do live and stuff like that. It, it seems it seems like from from what Tanganga said, everyone's taken to him. Um, they're saying that he's got a bit of a Pochettino vibe to him. Apparently, everyone he speaks to, he makes them feel like they're part that they're they're part of a family. 
which mm-hmm. um, from my understanding was not the case with Jose. Um, when, when Never he was is. There. And, and yeah, just, just from the training videos and from, from, from what, <laughs> just from the training videos and what Tanganga was saying is he was he was saying that training has been they started off really focusing on fitness, getting them fit. Um and then the other part was attacking football. He said most of the most of the stuff that we've been working on is attacking patterns of play. And I remember Nuno uh, made a comment in his press conference and he said um he's gonna try and get get these guys to toughen up because he said that he, he remember he remembered when he played Spurs w- with Wolves and he said one of the weaknesses were we were too weak. He was like they're very easy, they would lose second balls, they're not strong enough. So he's trying to there's a lot of gym work going on to, to try and beef because a lot of them are weak. A lot of them are very weak. Apart from Hoybeard, a lot of them are very weak. They lose mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of um shoulder to shoulder challenges. So yeah it's I can I can only can only be positive going going forward now. Yeah, I'm I'm quite interested to see what he does with your team because I I feel like he was kind of restricted at Wolves with the um for what for me anyway what looks like a a very strict most signings must be Portuguese rule, and that's a bit stiff because not every Portuguese player you're gonna sign is gonna be a top player. So you're mm. gonna have to play to a system that works for the quality that you can bring in. Um, they spent a lot of money last season on Fabio Silva, but he's very, very young. It's not easy all the time for a young Jesus to come out of nowhere and suddenly... It's um, a bit of a strange signing, to be honest. Like, uh, uh, I thought I thought it made sense. I thought the idea what? was so you still got Raul Jimenez because no one foresaw that injury happening, not yeah. to that extent. So, you know, injuries do happen to players, but no one saw him having such a major they got injury. That, they, got, they got that William... William, William Jose, yeah. Was he alone? Yeah, he was on loan, wasn't he? He was on loan, I think. Yeah, so yeah. that's. Yeah, he. he that I don't think he scored a single goal. <laughs> Did he score? Oh no! Yeah, he scored. They got ruled out by VAR. So yeah, against Fulham. Yeah, yeah, got ruled off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, no, I think I think now with Spurs, there obviously you guys have had issues in the past with Levy and his transfer dealings, but one Paratici now being there, and two, you guys don't have a they must be from this nation rule mm. in there. So I feel like with a bit more freedom. He might be given because Valencia in his first season, after they struggled for about two or three years, he got them into the Champions League. At Porto, he finished second to a very, very, very good Benfica side. So I feel like with a a, a team and a, a club that gives him a lot more freedom in terms of who his targets can be, he might be able to bring you a lot of um, a, a better yeah. level of football. And I, I think from from, from what I heard from from Alistair Gold from Football London is. Um, one of the ways that Paratici convinced Levy was his time at his time at Valencia and the attacking football he played at Valencia. Yeah. Um, and I've heard I've heard also that he's he's not going to be playing. So from what I've heard, he's um, they're, they're they're looking to play four at the back next season. So it's not going to be. Yeah, he, that's why that's why he did at Valencia, and that's why they yeah. thrashed so much. So yeah. it's, it's not going to be what he's done at done at Wolves. I think he's just. I think he's, in my opinion, he's got more attacking talent. At Spurs, then at Wolves. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, I if you can get the right they're... personnel in in terms of centre backs, yeah, it, it's I'm all for playing four at the back. But with our current state, three at the back probably looks looks like the best option. But yeah, like I said, I think the biggest problem we had was Steve Hitchin. That guy did not like transfer windows. That guy said... went on. That, he said it in the documentary, didn't he? That he, he didn't like his job or something like that. He said, he said it on Amazon, um, <laughs> the Amazon thing. He was like, I hate the January transfer window. And I'm just sat there thinking, like, how are you saying that? How, like, this is your job. Yeah. Exactly. And and um, you could tell, and you could tell, like, there's a, like, from, from our Spurs fans, we can feel the difference of what Paratici is doing. Like, from, from, from how I, I'm understanding, the way he works is, if he if he needs to um, if he needs to nail down one position, he'll go and negotiate with like six seven different targets, right? And then if if everything is shapes into place, okay, this guy will accept this this club will accept. They work out, you know who who's going to be the better deal, and then and they take it from that way. I think when we was under Steve Hitchin, I used to hate transfer windows because it was like. We'd always do our business late. We're linked with some shocking. We have been linked with good players, but more time than not, it's it's some some is that like like word to Danny Rose. You got to YouTube them, like and it it feels it feels like there's 
he's he's, <laughs> pigeon, he's pigeonholing himself like from 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 the part from the past. It's like anytime a deal falls through with someone, it's like that's all scrapped. Now we've got to start from scratch again, and it just felt like such a long-winded process as a Spurs fan to sit through a transfer window under Steve Hitchin. I think Paratici. I think first and foremost, he's got way better contacts because it's it's very important in in his industry. Listen, he is not he's not sat there with a team of scouts scouting these players. No, he's got contacts with people's agents and and with clubs. He's got good relationships with their directors of footballs or their CEOs, whatever you want to call them. And, and he works he works that way. So I think you can already feel the difference that he's he's making. And I think he's a, he's a tough negotiator from what I've heard as well. So there are a few players that it seems it seems like the relationship that Nuno had at Wolves is transferred over to what's happened here at Tottenham with Paratici. He's obviously taken over transfers, and it's um, Romero is a potential centre back choice. I think the 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 main talking point right now is uh, Brian. Is it Brian Hill? From yes. Uh, so they went to Brian, yeah. Uh, yeah. a swap deal with Sevilla. Mm-hmm. Um, he was alone at Iba last season. Um, so the Miller goes the other way. I think there is a feat where... <laughs> <laughs> bro, this guy's been at my club for nine years, bro. He's oh, One year away from the testimonial, bro. I think bro, I, I, bro, I wouldn't have given him a testimonial anyway. Testimonial for what? I think I, I was actually at his debut because he huh? made his debut in the North London derby. Oh, when... So the day before Arsenal signed uh, Mesut Ozil, uh, Arsenal wow. played Spurs at the Emirates and Lamella came on. So, so I think that was actually his debut. Um, so, yeah, it's been, it's been a while. <laughs> it's funny because he's the last player of that, um, that, that, that shocking, shocking, um, shocking line of transfers. After, oh, after he sold Bale. After he sold yeah, Bale. He's the last yeah, one yeah. to go. He's the last yeah. one to go. Hey, he Fine, left yeah. on the right note. He left on the right note with that um, Rabona into the bottom corner, boy. Hey, they still lost, so it don't really matter. Yeah. They still lost that game. <laughs> hey, it, was, <laughs> hey, it was a nasty finish. Nasty oh, finish. Absolutely. Um, but on Brian Hill, quickly, um, very speedy winger, very quick. But he is very, very, very left-footed. He's you know very, what? very, I, very I, I, I want to, like, I was speaking to a lot of people that I know. And I was saying, listen, I, I would admit, I don't really watch La Liga too tough. I watch Serie A, I watch Bundesliga, I watch Premier League. I don't watch, I don't really watch that league. So I wasn't really sure about him. So I've got a whole list of videos to watch through. But from what I'm, from what I've been seeing, his dribbling ability is, 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 is crazy. Oh, it's crazy. And the thing is, if he was able to use his right foot just as well, he would be one of the best dribblers on the planet without a shadow of a doubt. But the fact that he does it so effectively with his left, it's quite scary. He knows how to beat players with only his left foot very easily. I think, I think the only kind of worry for me is his time on the ball in the Premier League. Whereas in 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 La Liga, you tend to get a little bit, more, you know, that extra one to two, three yards that that kind of make a difference when when you're trying to dribble. But with the with the two foot thing, the the, the most I, I guess the positive thing is he's still twenty. So I've seen this. There's still time there for him. You know, he's not like he's not like he's like 27, 28, where yeah, if you're true. one foot, it's, it's very difficult. I think, you know, hopefully they can pick up on that and and they can get him training with his with his um, with his left, mm-hmm. sorry, with his right. But from from what I've heard, he can play he can play attacking mid. Um, I've heard he can play on the left and on the right. So yeah, it will be interesting. Yeah. I, I seen he plays what? on the left. I seen he plays on the the left for Sevilla. Um, I don't think that's going to be the case at Spurs because obviously we've got um, yeah, we've got Son, but no, there's there's definitely room because uh, one of the positions we're so short in is midfield. Like we need someone, we need we need an Ericsson type midfielder, someone who's more forward thinking, attacking minded, but someone that presses hard. Because from what I've heard from Tanganga, they've done a lot of work on pressing as well in training. So it's got to be someone like Ericsson who's just a who's just pressing, causing havoc, someone that is creates a lot of chances per game. To be fair, I've I've looked at um I've looked at this uh, Hill guy's stats, creates a lot of chances. I think um in the last two seasons he was like fifth or sixth in chances created. So we we need someone in midfield man. Someone someone more attacking minded. 
So where are you at with the um the hurricane saga? Are you you planning for life without hurricane or are you praying to the gods that he sticks around? I, I listen, I, I've said I've s i have i think I've said I think I said I think I said this last time. I, I love him to stay, but at the end of the day, if he wants to go, you gotta let him go. Like I'm not a fan of I'm not a fan of making players stay at clubs when they don't want to be here. I'm really not a fan of it. I think it upsets their their kind of their their, their mental flow. It, I, I don't, I'm not Terry Kane's not the type of person to just you know throw his toys out the pram and and mm. do this and that. But it just puts that strain on you, like when you're when you really want to go somewhere. And I think the time is right for him to go. I think next season, if we sell him next season, we're not going to get. We're not going to get the amount of the same amount of money. So, I mean, if he comes back from his holidays, yeah, he's, he's got, got three years, years left on his deal. You can still argue for a, a certain amount of money. I think maybe a ten million pound price cut, but still a lot of money. Yeah. So I, I just feel that look, if he comes back from his holidays, and he says, "Look, I want to go," and and what I was saying after the Euros is, I was saying if England won that Euros, yeah, I think I think he would have been more inclined to stay. Yeah, because he would have, he would have had that 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 feeling. Do you know what I mean? I think he's gonna come back now frustrated, upset, like from that loss. That loss is gonna hit him more than it's hit us as fans, me as fans. Yeah. Mm. So I think he's gonna come back, and it's it, it's. I don't think it's gonna sit well with him because he's he, you've lost that final. Now you come back to Spurs. It, it, it probably won't. <laughs> it probably won't be a nice feeling for him. I can't lie. So if, listen, if he no, says no, go, no. then go. But listen, minimum. Minimum one twenty, yeah, and and I'm looking for one fifty. If it's anything less than that, no. Any player swaps, I'm not involved. I want one hundred twenty cash minimum. What 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 if it's one hundred twenty cash plus Martial? I'll take it. Yeah, I'll take it. You give me one hundred twenty <laughs> cash plus Martial, take it. Ah, take wonderful. Yeah, that's a, that's a good deal. Don't watch that. Martial will be a good squad player. And then with the with the <laughs> that's what Manchester United <laughs> think. It wasn't the case though, is it? No, nah, I think I think I think it'll be decent. He's a decent squad player, Martial. At least he had one bad season, man. Let's let let's let, let's. Yeah, no, he can be a good squad player. Yeah. Good squad player. Uh, I, I, mean, I, I, hear, I hear the frustrations because I used to cuss this guy out on, on the race. <laughs> but listen, one twenty with, with that, I would I, I would get another strike. Listen, you're never ever gonna replace. I, I wouldn't even try and replace him like for like. What I would do is get a a striker that will get you 15, 15 goals a season. And then get other players around him because when I look at us, I look at the goals. So I think Son and Kane scored 70, 70 something percent of our goals last season. We had three goals from Tangi, we had two from Hoybjerg, and we had three from the Celso. It's just not enough. It's not enough. So with that money, I would I would look at bringing players in like Eric Ericsson used to get in ten goals a season, standard. Yeah. Same as Delhi. Yeah, yeah, Delhi, De- bro. Delhi got twenty in his second season. Yeah, uh, sorry, no, he got eighteen in the league, and then t- I think it was twenty-five in all comps. So I, I would look get him back to his best. In- uh, yeah, I- I'd look at getting players in that can that can contribute. With Delhi, I, I need him to go, man. I need him to go. <laughs> You know, to change his uh, fortunes around. Listen, every single season, every Same single season thing. before the season starts, Spurs at Twitter admin is doing all kinds of twerking for Delhi. Delhi this, <laughs> Delhi that. Delhi's looking in great shape, and this season, same thing. Delhi's looking in unreal shape, and I'm just like, we've 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 been doing this for three years now. When does it end? You're not gassed. You're not gassed up by the big chest and the, the six pack. No. No? no, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, I I looked at him. Listen, I, I know it's I know it's preseason, but I see the same things I saw in him last season. Mm. Very late, very kind of sloppy on the ball, misplacing simple passes. When he loses the ball, bro, just just watch what he does when he loses the ball. Literally, just jogging. It's it's not good enough. It's not good enough. And if we're oh. trying to play this high pressing, I, I worry. I worry about him. Uh, quickly before we go on to United, um, Christian Christian Romero, is that a yes for you? Is that a signing that you must make for centre back? Bro, that's that's a must make, bro. Like, I think I, I'm not a stats guy in it because depending on how how your team plays, like for example, Maguire is going to have more interceptions than than Ruben Diaz. But 
I think he was the second second highest most interceptions in Serie A last season. And from what I've seen, his reading of the game is brilliant. Like you know, you saw what Maguire was doing in the Euros, coming forward, sniffing out the danger, stopping that attack from progressing. Bang! Mm. It's exactly what Romero does. But he's athletic. You know these guys that just he's big and athletic. You know these guys that like cover ground quick. Yeah, mm. yeah. That's what he is. Covers ground quick. I think he's also the second in in the most successful pressures per ninety as well. Very, very, very intelligent reading of the game. Athletic, big in each, dominant in the air. Listen, I think that would be the best signing we could make this this summer. We, we, we're crying out for defenders. So who's oh, his yeah. partner, Toby or or who? Now, so from what I've heard, we've offered Sanchez in a swap. Sanchez plus cash. So that would be Sanchez out. I think Toby. Uh, from what I've heard, Toby's Toby's on his uh, Toby will be on his way out if the right offer comes in. So. Mm-hmm. Chances are you could probably see two brand, two brand centre backs, which which you want to put him before. with um, Eric Rodan, Dyer, possibly Dyer. Dyer, needs to Dyer needs to needs to, to find, find a new club. Uh, do you know what? Surprisingly, though, I've heard I heard today that um, they they are they are they will accept the offer for Joe Roden if it comes in, and Brighton if you know Brighton are interested now that they lost Ben White. Mm. For me, Joe. For me, I think he'll do well at Brighton. So if Brighton give the right, from what I from what I've heard, if if Brighton, if any club offers the right money for Joe Rodon, then they'll they will accept it. But but Rodon had a decent first start, I suppose. I don't know if sending him so quickly, considering he, you're not convinced by that, you're not convinced by Rodon and leaving. I know it's I know it's difficult. Obviously, you come from the Championship. He did make enough mistakes. A couple. Um, yeah. But it, it, I, I fully get it. He, he's got a lot of qualities. You saw that in the Euros. Apart from that shocker he had against Denmark, but to be fair, everyone was shocking in that game. But he, he's got qualities. But I think it, it's down to Paratici. But from what I've heard, if 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 an offer comes in of it, around twenty, to, I think Brighton they were looking, they were they they're in talks for twenty to twenty five mil. If that offer comes in, they'll take it, and then we'll use that money to. To go get someone else, but I think yeah, you'll probably see two new centre backs starting next season. Okay, all right. Man. Shall we move to Manchester now? Uh, let's do not it. The, not the Sky Blues, the the the, the Reds of, of Manchester. Obviously, the big signing that's yet to still be announced is Jaden Sancho. Obviously, I think personal terms have been agreed and all that. They're just waiting, waiting, waiting to announce him. Um, yep. Rafael Varane once again, also a player that's agreed personal terms, is just waiting for a final price. And then I think that's that's it for now. But I think there's a talks of bringing in another midfielder as well. I think it's, was it Sal Sal from Atletico? Sal was there. Yeah, it's another one. Um, Cam Vinga. Trippier. Trippier. Yeah, yep. So not not too bad of a, a transfer window. When you when you guys agree, you got that. You got not bad at all, man. Not bad at all. Um, I'm happy, man. It's the first time in a while that I can genuinely look at a, you know United Sal window and say, wow. We're actually making some genuine moves because for the past, I, I can't even count how many years I've been pissed off about the lack of uh, quality players we've been bringing in. Like the dreams that we were sold were <laughs> unbelievable. But but I'm happy now that, you know, things have changed. Um, credit to those guys. I don't know if it's Woodward trying to bless us on his way out or is it Fletcher and Murto trying to change the change the way that we're operating but regardless as a fan i'm happy um yeah man the sancho signing is 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 big time um we ain't had you someone on the right about that, yeah about yeah. sancho yeah oh yeah gas 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 because you're, conf- you're confident he's gonna he's gonna make it in a prem oh make it that's that's, that's a bare minimum <laughs> bare minimum i'm confident that he'll um he'll succeed man i think People might try and put like huge expectations on him, you know, from the moment that he touches down. Right. But one thing I do know is he's going to be a genuine threat on that right hand side, and we haven't had that probably since Cristiano Ronaldo. Do you get what I mean? So, um, yeah, I'm chuffed about that. About time, like, unless you want to say Valencia, yeah, was, Valencia's you know... Valencia's season with Rooney was the only one that I can think of. When <laughs> yeah, just... but. Yeah, yeah. One one season, it's Manchester United. One season, they're gonna 
can make you as a player. Do you know what I mean? Sancho is, what, 21 years old? He, I'm trying to see him here for a decade, running down that right wing, causing havoc. So, um, yeah, I'm chuffed, man. I'm chuffed. Yeah, I'm chuffed. I'm chuffed. Yeah, um, I, I think Varane's the biggest one, though. Oh, Varane's sure. huge. Now, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm, I'm, I'm a bit unsure about Varane. I've said this before because... I do joke around that he needs um, football's Triple H to hold his hand, aka Sergio Ramos. Stop calling him that. You need to. <laughs> stop <laughs> him. He is, he is the king of kings, the cerebral assassin, the game. He is, he is that. Just um, <laughs> ask Mosella. But um, the main point, no, the, the main point is no, Varane, Varane without Ramos um, for France in twenty eighteen was colossal. But in the tournament, I saw a lot of the things that made me unsure about him. His indecisiveness and challenges at times, his positioning at times. But a lot of people have said to me that just sometimes he just needs a leader beside him. And I could say that Kim Pembe is not a leader defensively, neither is Longley. So if Maguire is obviously our captain, he's supposed to be the leader. And he did very, he had a fantastic tournament for England. Last season, it was very good for Manchester United, if we're going to be very honest. So... Maybe him and Maguire could work. I don't want to get excited by it because we don't know the dynamic. We've never seen it before. I can't give it any guessing until it has evidence of being good. But it is an exciting signing regardless because it's been a while since we had, um, apart from one side of the defence, there's always the, the issue with the partner being injury-prone or not being maybe good, good enough. enough. So fans are fans are 50-50 about Lindelof. Then you've got Bayi, who main United fans love, but they know they can't rely upon because he's injured all the time. Um, Twanzebe is also what injured. What's going to happen with him, Twanzebe? Honestly, go on man. I'm not going to lie to you. Darren says loan. I say it's time for him to go because I'm, I'm, I'm very, 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 very stiff with it. If you're 24 years old, you haven't broken to the first team, 20, 23, 24, you haven't broken to the first team as a at least a regular starter, someone we can look upon and be relied upon and be available with fitness on a consistent basis, then I haven't got time for you. And if Man United are supposed to be trying to get back to challenging for titles or doing whatever, he's not a player that you can rely upon yeah. to do that. Even with the, if you go back to the old teams, the players that were not starters a lot, but if you needed West Brown, West Brown was available. If you needed John O'Shea, John O'Shea was available, you know? So I'm just, I'm a bit unsure about him also, but me personally, I think he'd be better off if he went somewhere and found a place where he could be a permanent starter, no matter the circumstance. Um, and then Phil Jones, he's just he's never fit. So that that's just something. He's, he's still contracted, isn't it? What's, he's still got another. He's still got another two years. Is he on um, loan or is he going? No, no. He's, uh, two he's, years. He's got two. Years. I genuinely think, and uh, was discussing out in our group chat with um, the, the third member of our our podcast that um, he might be going through something about going through mental health issues and. The club maybe giving him a contract, keeping him there, is to keep him sort of like on his toes and keep him okay. Where was he last season? He was at United. He hasn't been anywhere. He was Blackburn and then Main United. He's never been on loan. He's never been anywhere else. It was Blackburn the Main United, but because of so many injuries, you don't see him. That's just what it is. Um, and because and he's, he's not good enough. Uh, oh, that's okay. That too. <laughs> but <laughs> but he's. he's been, He's just the, the truth. Ten, just the truth. I would I would be surprised if I'd be surprised if a Premier League club would take him. I'd be surprised. This is what I'm yeah, saying. Wouldn't. I don't the reports think... are that he's, he's not as a no, one, no one wants him. And the wages no, are too nuts. I mean, he's on I, I, I hundred reckon, plus bets. You're looking at clubs in the championship that, that are probably I, I can't I can't think of a Premier League club that would that would probably take him. Is, Bro, we a, just have to wait till the contract runs down. Like we ain't he, got a choice. He got, he got a, he's on money though, isn't he? He's on 120,000 a week. Wow. The thing is, you got you got to realize his situation from a personal standpoint. Of mm-hmm. he's already made the comments about he doesn't feel like anyone will turn up to his testimony. He's on a, he's on a low. Like as a in, as an individual, he's on an all down all time low. He doesn't want his testimonial because he thinks no one's gonna turn up. He definitely doesn't feel loved because if he goes on social media attaching the name Phil Jones, yeah. he knows his name is in. It's not easy for him. I genuinely, I, I don't want to say it, but I do think at the end of his contract he'll retire. That's what I feel like. I don't feel like he's gonna have the, the drive. I hope he does. I hope he does. I hope it's some sort of renaissance for him that he just comes back and it's like, all right, cool, I can play football elsewhere. But you know, I, I don't know. I think last season was linked to Steve Bruce, though. So maybe Steve Bruce will give him something at Newcastle. I don't know. Um, 
But yeah, back to the point. Varane, that's the reason why I would like him at the club. He's reliable. You know he'll be there. You know he's fit. He's a quick defender. So in this era of recovery runs, he fits the mould. He's deceptively quick as well, actually. So um, yeah, I would I would like him to come. So Varane, absolutely. And Trippier, because I feel like Wan-Bissaka needs some serious competition at right back. Do you know what? I, I was saying that Trippier is going to, He's gonna be start if he comes. He's gonna be starting a lot of games. Okay, I agree. He will give he will give Juan Bissaka a very very good run. I agree. Yeah, that's I, what I, we I, need. I'll, though. I'll, be, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I, I think Trippy is better. I'll be honest. No, but let, but the truth no, is, Alex Tellez was uh, probably had had a better reputation than Luke Shaw when he came. Mm -hmm. But Luke Luke Shaw got kicked up the ass, and now Luke Shaw is looking like one of the best left backs in in, but, in, but the, in the, the world. The thing is, we've seen Luke Shaw's qualities going forward. I, I don't think Wan Bissaka has any. Yeah, no, he's not. He's not going forward, but um, it's going to be a lot easier to to play when you have got Sancho in front of you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It depends on what what Oli wants from him. Do you know what I mean? Because if Oli's looking at him saying, "Oh, I want him to overlap. I want him to do what Luke Shaw does," then you're you're, you're you bought the wrong guy. Do you know what I mean? You spent fifty mil on him. If that's what you want from him, then clearly. You, you had the wrong days when you bought him in the first place, but I think, uh, bro, like there's nothing wrong with him being like, um, like uh, more of a defensive uh, right back, not going too too far past the halfway line. And if Sancho's playing on the right, he's not going to be cutting him much. Do you know what I mean, give him room to operate. Like there's nothing wrong with him staying back and cleaning up. And bro, when that guy goes up against an elite winger, he puts them in his pocket. So I don't have a problem with having he, a, he, like that guy he's a, good one. He's, a, he's a very good one. He's a very good one if you want. Very good one view on defender. Oh yeah, he yeah. is. It's, it's the positioning and when the balls come from the other side, that's the issue. So, but he is still young. That, that, that's what Trippier will give you. Like his delivery into the boxes is something. A lot of the times is is is, is time. So, mm, uh, I top. think Trippier will be a good signing. He's where's he? Thirty one now. I've, he's got a couple of years left in him, definitely. Is he? Yeah, he's he's got a couple of years left. I think he's thirty one. Yeah, thirty one, yeah. thirty two. You see that first yeah, season that we oh, had. 30. Yeah, that's great. You see that first season that we had in there under Pochettino? He was excellent. Excellent. Mm. His delivery, like, yo. Special. His, his delivery in the box was some, something else, man. But defensively, he was solid. And he fell off in his third season. But I heard only when he went to Atletico that he played through that entire season with an injury. So. It's, it's it's difficult. It's difficult. But yeah, he's... but um, yeah. Look, I think Kojo's a bit overcritical of Varane for me, man. I think. Listen, he's one of the he's one of the best. Oh, I'm gassed. I'm gassed. Darren, you're Darren, you're is here. Uh, listen, me when you spoke, I was actually excited. But then when I woke up this morning, I was running from my mind. The first thing that came to my head was, "Yo, Michael, you need to chill." Because the last time you got gassed was when the Van Persie Falcon that man were there. <laughs> And then one bad result after, you man will rattles for the rest of the season. So I'm trying to keep it, I'm trying to keep it cool. Yeah. But listen, if we pop people, I'll be loud because when Blackchester United popped around, I was very vocal. <laughs> and then they came crashing down again. So we'll see. But either way, no, you're right. Just got the fit. It's a top yeah. signing regardless. So you've got to be happy about that. Absolutely. What are you guys saying about, um, I, see, I see this, I see today, very strong links, Pogba. You know, obviously they're they're negotiating a deal with PSG. They're talking entourages are talking with with uh, Leonardo from PSG, and yeah, that, that could be that could that could be why you're 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 looking at Saul and so, um, and Kamavinga. So what's your I mean, mm, what's your thoughts if Pogba yeah. leaves? There's a lot of conflicting reports when it comes to Pogba. It feels like. Um, UK based like reporters are saying that he's gonna stay because the athletic literally reported, I think it was yesterday, that um, he doesn't want to go PSG and that he's uh, he wants to stay and see how things pan out at United. But obviously, French French links are saying that he's interested in PSG. Um, I want him to stay badly for me, whether it's 50 million or if he leaves for, for nothing. I don't give I him think, monkeys, I, I you keep only, him in the, the building. Only, I think the only French uh, journalist. That I saw that is very reliable is that Mohamed Bouhassi or what I can't yeah. remember, right? He's a very very good uh, journalist when it comes to French news, and he didn't he didn't say anything in his advance, but he just said 
his entourage is, is speaking with PSG, so it could be one of those things where it just takes a long time to materialise. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. But for me, like, we have to do, we as United have to do everything we can to keep him, man. Like, 100%. you can't, we, we lost him once for free already. You, you know what I mean? So. Up at PSG as well. Yeah, exactly. And even in the team that we're building now, like, yo, like, this guy will do a madness. Like, he, he's, he's, he's a luxury player, isn't it? Like, he, I think he'll look good on a bad team, but put him on a team with great players and he'll be one of the best players on the pitch. That's what I, yeah, I mean, about, and that's what I say about Ndombele. He's a bit of a luxury player. Put him in a team where they're 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 sorted all over the pitch, and, and he'll ball out. So I'm saying, man, th- those guys are, are are rare, man. So for me, you just can't let talent like that leave the building. And um, yeah, man, like we can't we can't be get um, bloody Sancho, Varane, them man, yeah. then and look Paul Pogba walk out the door. Like that's yeah. two sets forward. I guess one and a half back, but yeah, could only hope he stays. If we lose Pogba on a, on a free transfer, you're gonna to have to change the rating of this um, podcast. I swear, down the, <laughs> the words that come out my my mouth will be vile. They'll be vile. Um, he, he's done. A, he's uh, he's got. He's he's a free agent next window. Next. next exactly. Summer, next summer. Next summer. Yeah, yeah. Essentially, January. From January, oh, yeah. he, he's you've done. got to set. You've got to do. Two, you've got to either sign him on a new deal now, or you've got to sell him now. No, but so, what are we getting? What are we getting for him now, though? You probably get about 50, 60. Tops. 50 million tops. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. I'll, I'll rather risk it, go through the season, not for, like to the end nah. of the season, but let the season start, show him that, you know, the team has improved, that we're trying to get better, we're trying to compete for trophies. Because what's, what's 50 M's? Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't really care whether he leaves for nothing yeah. or he leaves for 50 That's a lot million. Of money, bro. You, you don't care. No, it's Manchester United. It's Manchester United. Nothing. No, I don't care. I don't care. Genuinely, I don't care. Damn. Okay. Fair. So you'd, rather my... him, you'd rather he left for free? No, I'd rather he stays. Do you know what I mean? And if <laughs> yeah. you sell him for 50 million, you've got no chance of him staying. Do you know what I mean? At least if you let him um, make his own decision, let um, the season progress and let things play out, then yeah. you've got a chance of him staying. And fam, where, how many places is he really looking at saying, yeah, I'm going to go there and win the, win the um, Champions League or whatever? Barcelona's in tatters. Real Madrid barely got keys. Paris Saint-Germain think... ain't great. No, I, 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 I disagree. I think PSG, I think in the next two years, I, I think that I, I would favour them to win it in the next two years. That's I if Mbappe sticks around. Mbappe, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, Mbappe. Mbappe, Mbappe's contract runs out next summer as well, doesn't it? That's what I'm mm-hmm. saying. The thing is, I mean, if Neymar stays, if Mbappe goes, Neymar stays, they're getting another top striker because for me, Icardi just does not cut it. Doesn't cut it. No. He's struggling. As a, he's struggling bad. He's struggling. He we we was a, he was a top he was a top top striker, but it's not working from a PSG. Uh, uh, listen, I know what Pochettino like, the fitness that he's going to demand from him, and I've watched Icardi for a long time. This guy is does not have that legs. He don't have the legs, the legs and the lungs for Pochettino. So, if if Neymar goes, sorry, if Mbappe goes, Icardi goes, and they get in another top striker, I wouldn't rule him out. I wouldn't rule them out for sure, but it's a less attractive destination without Mbappe. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm genuinely open to letting him let 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 him go into the last year of his deal because we put ourselves in that situation. Do you know what I mean? We should have signed him on a deal long a long time ago, but yeah, listen, 50 M's. I'd rather see him leave for nothing. I think on that note, we shall wrap up. We thank you guys for tuning in. We thank you guys for joining us. Uh, let's get where you guys can be found. Oh, where, where, where can they find you? Uh, so I'm mainly on Twitter. You can find me at Art Deroche. So as it's spelt on uh, on the screen there. <laughs> as original um, as it gets. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Darren. Um, but yeah, that's where you can find me. And yeah, hopefully... I was able to offer some decent insight on the on the Arsenal front. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Darren, where can they find you? Um, check us out as on the Bull TV, man. Um, yeah, we 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 touch on it. Well, obviously, the season starting, we dropped um a little preview. Um, NBA finals, we covered the NBA as well. So yeah, man, check the channel. Um, subscribe. Obviously, subscribe to man them at Free in the Field as well. The post them. Uh, I'm just glad to be on the show, man. Thank you for coming on. Ash, where can they find you? 
just there under my name, Manla Ash Nine, um, part of the part of the Never a Foul team, and also um, co-host of Views from the Skywalk. Um, and yeah, like 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 Darren said, man, shout out to you guys. Make sure you guys like, comment, subscribe. Yeah, man, enjoyed it. Enjoyed it for the second time. Looking forward to this again, man. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. And finally, Coach Koja, where can they find us? Of course, you can find us right here on YouTube at the Three Minute Podcast. You can find us on Twitter, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcast, Three Minute Field. And one more time, Kel, have birthday. Want to have a good year. Happy birthday, man. Year. Trust well, me, happy funny, birthday, bro. Funny, more celebrations, more chicken, and more art. <laughs> 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 Hey, more signings, bro. More signings because you need it. Yeah, boy, 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 boy. Anyway, this has been another episode of the Freeman Full Podcast. Good night. Good night.